Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way and get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. The Panel. Sam Ackerman with us this morning, as too is Jamie Wall. And uh, Jamie, if I can begin with you, please, uh, on the Blues have extended their uh, winning streak to 12 matches now, which is really impressive uh, when you think of the market that they're involved in. Uh, that performance over the weekend, getting out of uh, jail right at the very end, what did you make of, of the uh, the effort in Canberra? Yeah, morning, Smithy, and morning, Sam. Uh, yeah, well... Uh impressed but not not so much with the um, the performance itself it was a little bit in discipline across the board but from both teams admittedly um, so it wasn't wasn't the greatest game to watch but I am very impressed with the blues ability uh, to win games that they used to lose uh, this was a game that they they would have lost uh, in the old days uh, they clearly have all of their stuff together <clears throat> in a way that they can regroup at the end. You know, look at uh, a situation where the, you know they're the, the staring down the barrel of a loss and, and do what they needed to to win, which was to play the exact right game plan, get themselves a position. Um, yep, Bowden's drop goal was great. It was nice to see a New Zealander kicking a match-winning drop goal, but obviously they were under penalty advantage <laughs> anyway. So, you know, like they'd, they'd manoeuvre themselves into a position where they were going to draw that penalty, and then that's how you win games at the death, uh, just like that. So, uh, and and also. Um, they have a very settled um, team about them with, with a lot of depth. So uh, Leo McDonald's job, at least from a selection point of view, uh, is pretty straightforward. He, he's managed to um, figure out his best, his top 15 um, that he's got there. And, if, and the only um, changes he's going to need to make um, from here on in are injury-related. Injury um, so, you know, you could, if, you, uh, you could predict if they're going to make the final right now, you can pretty much say what that team that's going to be put on the park is going to be, which is really, really interesting because you can't say the same thing about the All Blacks, can you? Uh, so I think that they fully deserve their, their place at the top of the table. Um, they they should be seen as favourites um, going into this final series. Um, and fingers crossed we get a Blues Crusaders final at Eden Park because I think that's going to be a massive event. I think they would sell out or close, be very close to selling out, as close as you could get to uh, Eden Park anyway uh, for that particular clash. I think you did right there. Uh, let's stay with uh, within the Blues if we can, Sam, and have a look uh, with your league into rugby eye on RTS. Roger Tuivasa Sheik and his development within uh, the Blues camp. Now, has it been quick enough the development uh, for you to say he's uh, he's a guarantee for the All Blacks uh, against uh, against Ireland? Oh, I don't think he's a guarantee, but I think if they're intelligent, they'll do it. Um, I think he's capable of performing at that level. Uh, I think he's uh, certainly putting he's a player who has always thrived when he's in around uh, players who can perform to the level 
uh, he, he follows the level of those around him. That's why he's so great at the Roosters. And uh, what made him so great at the Warriors is that he, does, he refused to let his standards slip because other people around him might not have been playing. And by that, he lifted those up around him. I think that uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek is not the reason the Blues are going great, but I certainly think bringing a guy of his professionalism, of his discipline, not quite in the Sonny Bill Williams League in the Chiefs, but when you bring in somebody like that who is always contributing, who knows what's required to achieve and succeed is always of benefit through, it filters through the squad. And I think having him in the All Blacks uh, environment, I'm not saying you need to chuck him straight into the, the starting midfield, but I'm saying that you're, I think you're a mug not to take um, someone like Roger Tuivasa-Shek into that, given that we're no one can really sit here and say these are the, the single best uh, midfield options we've got. There's not a, a Nonu and Smith or a, a Bunce and Little combination sitting there that we go, well, that's them. We need to give these guys an opportunity, and I think that um, I, I wouldn't leave them out. Would you be looking at Sam as a utility perhaps off the bench then? Because we know he can play a custodian role. He did that for the Warriors. He, uh, at, you know, push came to shove. He's got the speed to play out wide as well. Uh, do you think uh, they should be looking at him in that regard? And if they are, should they be developing him in those positions as well? Uh, I don't think that you'll see the um, Blues developing him in those positions right now because I've got a, uh, a championship uh, to win that they uh, they can't afford to take their eyes off the prize. But absolutely, he's got utility value. And that... that as we know when it comes to selection tables, can be a discussion. He's unproven with that value at Rugby Union, of course, but uh, I, I think that he's developing the, the Rugby Union mentality and understanding the game better. He'll be able to switch between um, the midfield and the wing, no problem. Fullback, uh, push comes to shove if you required him. He could definitely do a job, but it's a much more nuanced role than uh, in sitting on one of the wing positions. OK, it's uh, 10.30 here on SENZ. We have Jamie Wall. We have uh, Sam Ackerman with us on the panel this morning. Plenty to talk about uh, as we go into part two very shortly. In the meantime, here's Araha with our 10.30 update. Big opinions, the panel. Yes, Sam Ackerman with us this morning and Jamie Wall as well. And uh, Jamie, uh, in Toulouse, uh, our time this morning, uh, the Black Ferns Sevens confirmed the fact that uh, they are the best side in the world. They were out of the competition, they're out of the series for quite some time. Uh, runners up first time around, and uh, and no doubt that they're the the best side now, confirming it with a win over Australia. Yeah, great result, um, and not too unexpected really. Uh, it obviously, took the Black Fern Sevens uh, a bit of time to kind of refine their feet, um, and you know credit to the Australian <clears throat> Sevens program as well. They've obviously done some really good things over there, and providing uh, the Black Fern Sevens with like a really worthy opponent uh, to go and beat and also the, um, to the Fijiana women's um, team as well uh, women's sevens is looking really really healthy at the moment um, but it is great to see the Black Fence sevens um, back uh, after all of the stuff we that women's rugby has gone through in New Zealand in the last six months it's, just, it's amazing uh, to see you know this one consistent uh, force going which is the sevens team yeah okay it's not the same as 15s obviously uh, and they, they are run quite separately and everything. Um, but uh, in terms of like what they bring, what they add um, to the New Zealand rugby landscape and the, the uh, inspiration that they provide uh, to young girls uh, playing and boys, uh, for that matter, um, it's just so, so important. Um, it's a shame, you know, that they play pretty much all of their games offshore uh, at, at times of the night, but... It is awesome to wake up in the morning um, and, and, and see that, hey, 
we just got another got another title. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. So you know they're, they're just such a great team, um, great to deal with as well off the field. Um, and hoping hoping uh, that next season there's going to be a bit more normality around the seventh circuit and we can see them back in New Zealand. Bit of drama in the golf. I should just update uh, the folks at home as well that uh, Mito Pereira has a one shot lead uh, going down to the last hole of the PGA um, Championship event uh, this year and has hit his drive in the water. So Justin Thomas sits in the clubhouse at five under. Zala Torres is at five under as well. And Pereira in the water going down the last. So plenty of drama there. Uh, plenty of drama around uh, your boys as well. I think it's fair to say, Sam Ackerman, uh, since we spoke to you, I don't know how many players have come and gone, but Matt Lodge certainly has. What have you made of that? I'm relieved. I'm thrilled. Um, Matt Lodge has played uh, good football over the past uh, month and a bit in particular and in a space where there hasn't been a lot of consistencies. His performances on the field have been uh, have been good. I've failed to get uh, behind Matt Lodge as a warrior. Of his, We don't need to go over his was crimes um, in the past and exactly what a uh, the type of human uh, that he is. But he says he's, he obviously hasn't reoffended since that terrible time in New York. That said, I haven't seen him out there making a difference uh, and trying to turn things around and be uh, a community leader in, in that regard, pretty much just trying to get on to things with his own selfish uh, point of view. He's got a history of leaving clubs early uh, and this... Uh, I, I can't, I can't fathom the concept that the Warriors let him go for any other reason than what was uh, purported by, uh, by David Long and, and stuff as well. It, it's the same feeling I got is that he was going to become a negative influence. If he wasn't, didn't want to be there, was going to drag the chain, you'd get rid of him. Why on earth would you get rid, uh, let your highest performing front rower outside of uh, Adam Fanua Blake, who's now injured, why would you let him go if you really wanted him? You, he's under contract. You can make him play. They didn't want him there to be there and drag the chain. So it says a lot about his character to me that he wants to leave that club early again uh, and says he doesn't want to come to New Zealand, didn't want to play in New Zealand. I really would love to be a fly in the wall in these conversations. So you do understand that this is a New Zealand club. When you sign to play, yes, they're based over there. But unless you're lying that out the front, listen, I'll play for you guys as long as you're here. I'm essentially a lone player. All good, fine, no problem. We understand what that's at. It's the the modern world. But you can't sign on for a long-term deal with the club and then just bail before they want to come over to play on the side. I'm thrilled that he never gets a chance to be a warrior at Mount Smart. I don't think he deserved it. And I'd love to say for everybody else who signs on, they can put their hand on an old stack of rugby league weeks and say, I solemnly swear that I understand that the New Zealand Warriors are a New Zealand club. If I'm going to play for the New Zealand Warriors, playing in New Zealand will probably at some point come with the territory. So uh, I, I really am concerned about the front row stocks as it stands, but I'd rather see the team lose um, with players who aren't up to it but are good people than uh, have guys like him on the team. Sam, how's the administration going? Uh, uh, they are doing a job well. You say they, they get a, a pass mark for how they've handled this situation. But overall, um, uh, inability to re-sign a couple of players, Nick Arima, I think, leaving early. Uh, the administration, uh, are they attracting enough interest in, in the Warriors' ranks from your point of view? Yeah, I, I, listen, I think so. Absolutely. I think what's coming um, over the next uh, 12 months as far as players who are, are heading to these shores, um, you look at young uh, Ronald Volkman who's coming. We haven't seen him in first grade yet because he's still getting him ready. He's that Reese Walsh could be the next superstar guy. They're getting good players coming and certainly with the intention of knowing that they're coming back next year, we're seeing some decent players sign in and sign in with um, some long-term uh, build-up as well. They're keeping depth in the halves, which is an area where there hasn't been there 
for a while. I personally am concerned about um, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita not sticking around with the club because I, I see him as a long-term prospect and one, one of those players that the club would regret at some point not signing, but that's my personal view on it. But they, they are stacking the halves. They're doing their best in some areas. Uh, I'm concerned on uh, getting quality centres because we always struggle to uh, seem to bring in centres and uh, the big um, big impact front rowers, but I think they're doing fine uh, in that context. I should point out that guys like Matt Lodge were signed under a previous recruitment manager who happened to be Matt Lodge's father-in-law. Um, so it's I, I had an issue with the previous recruitment regime, not so much with the current one. Okay, that's good news. Uh, pretty sad news uh, at the PGA, um, not for a prospective winner, who at this stage could be either Thomas or Zalatoris. Pereira is still in a spot of bother going down 18. Uh, Jamie Wilbert, uh, quite sad to see Tiger limp off, withdraw. First time he's ever done that in a major, uh, and also uh, combined with that shooting his worst round ever as well. So uh, what do you make now of uh, Tiger Woods, perhaps in the near future anyway? Yeah, just, I mean, I, I feel like I just need to quickly chuck my two cents in on the Warriors as well. I mean, they can lose as many games as okay. they want, but it's never, it's never, it's never boring, is it? Um, but uh, but yeah, sorry. Back to you. Back to your original question. Um, yeah, well, when when Tiger did make his return, and there was all that hype around him, and uh, and and you know, we all really wanted to see what was going to happen, and, and you know, you could probably get some record audiences and, and people coming through the gate. That at the back of your mind, you, you kind of knew this was going to be on the cards at some stage, didn't you? I mean, he's after what he's been through, um, all of his injuries and and things that. It was he was going to have to pull out. It is like you said. It's, it's very sad uh, to see him go out like this. I don't think it really tarnishes uh, his legacy as a golfer uh, uh, particularly much, but it does kind of remind us all of just like what sort of stage of his career he's in and how those injuries um, have affected him. We don't want to see it at all, um, but at the same time, it's like is is it really too much of a surprise uh, to see him exit a tournament um, this way? So uh, will it will it happen again? I don't know. I mean, how how bad this this might uh, affect uh, the rest of his career? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Sam Kane limping off Jamie in the weekend, uh, which I think when you start talking about ACLs and knees and those sorts of things, uh, yet again, I mean, this checkered career of his looks like uh, it might just take a, a another twist, maybe for the worse, because Ireland aren't too far away, and knee problems are knee problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be some massive um, question marks over his uh, prognosis uh, in the coming days and just how quickly he can get back on his feet. Obviously, you know, uh, loose forward is, to be fair, is not an area where we uh, we lack depth, um, the All Blacks. Um, losing one of those guys uh, is not the end of the world. But however, Sam is the, obviously the captain um, and would force a bit of a reshuffle. I mean, you know, Foster did use, what, what was it, four four guys last year as captains, so there is leadership mm. back up there as well. But I think that, um, you know, this was going to be a big series for Sam Kane, the player, uh, in, in terms of, like, how uh, they were going to lock in that loose forward uh, trio, you know, combining with Artie and perhaps Dalton Papali or Luke Jacobson or whoever's coming, coming through there. Like, I think we were going to know by the end of the series you know who those top three are. If he does miss this series, has to wait till the till the rugby championship or, or even later. Um, it just kind of throws that whole plan into disarray because once he comes back, you'd presume he would just slot back into that uh, that starting side. Um, and it's not. It's more about who would come in. 
um, because of the amount of talent there that would really, really press a case uh, for actually keeping that jersey. Um, and so it, it just couldn't have been timed worse, um, this injury. So, yeah, fingers crossed he's back he's back on the paddock uh, sooner rather than later because, like I said, it's going to really mess up um, whatever the All Blacks have got planned uh, coming up for the series because, like I said, it was not just the loose forwards uh, that need to be locked in by the end of this. It's, there's a whole lot of other combinations that, that have question marks over them that we need answers to uh, by the end of the series that if the All Blacks don't win, there's just going to be a huge question mark over the entire thing. My thanks to Jamie Wall and to Sam Ackerman, who have been your panel this morning. Uh, interesting uh, thoughts here across the, the rugby and, of course, the, the Warriors issues as well. Uh, Sam, very in-depth there. So cool stuff. Thanks, uh, fellas. Uh, we'll have another uh, panel at the same time tomorrow morning. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.